Grace, mercy, and peace are yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As I stated at the start of the service, we're beginning a new sermon series that focuses on these biblical pictures of how it is that stained sinners can be made pure and white. We're calling the sermon series White as Snow, I suppose, because here in the Midwest we are no strangers to snow. And I think we would all maybe admit that at least at first, snow was kind of pretty. When it falls and covers everything, until you have to drive in it, or until it starts turning a little bit brown or dirty, then maybe snow isn't so great anymore. But, but we get the picture, don't we? That idea that, that something can be covered by something else, that snow can cover things and make things look white and pure again. That's really the idea behind the words of Isaiah today as well. How God can take the stain of sin and make it pure and holy, not through something that we can do, but through his own son, our Savior, Jesus. Stains are sometimes hard to get out, aren't they? I, I'm going to guess that many of you out there at some point have had a favorite shirt or pair of pants that, that you got a stain on, that you just tried everything that you could and couldn't quite get them out. Can I take you back to my days in high school? Maybe, maybe like many of you, uh, I played sports when I was in high school. I was a football and baseball player. And, and to this day, I can't quite figure out why they gave us white pants to wear. Because regularly, my pants would come home from a game or from practice, and they would be filled with mud and dirt and grass stains. And my mom, she had a really great way of getting those out. She told me it was character development. <laughs> and down to the basement laundry room, I would go with a brush and her secret weapon, Fells Naphtha Soap. Everybody, anybody know what Fells Naphtha Soap is? Okay, there's a few. Yeah. There I would be in the basement scrubbing before throwing them into the washer, scrubbing the knees of my pants to get some of the stains out. And then in the washer, they would go and they would come out. And I have to admit, the Fells Naphtha Soap worked pretty well. But you know what? Kind of underneath, I could still see the stains. I could still tell there had been a stain there. It didn't get them perfectly clean. And I think about that when I think about God's words in Isaiah chapter 1 today. How the stain of sin is always present. How there's nothing that you and I can do to rid ourselves of that stain and how amazing God's promise is, is that he's the one that not just covers it over, but eliminates it completely. That's the truth that we want to take from Isaiah's words today, that there are scarlet sins that have been made white, yours and mine. And here's why it's so amazing. First of all, because we have stains that, that we couldn't remove on our own, but that God has declared us washed clean in his son, Jesus. Just a few words about the prophet Isaiah. You, you might remember that Isaiah lived about 700 years before Jesus came into this world. And he lived at a very chaotic time in the history of God's people. A very difficult time. A time in which the people were struggling to follow what God wanted them to do. As a matter of fact, if you read all of the chapter, we read a good chunk of it. If we read all the chapter leading up to verse 18, what you would see is over and over and over again, God using some pretty brutal words, some pretty harsh words for his people. 
He calls them his children, but then he says that they've disowned him, that they've rebelled against him by their pursuing of false gods, by their, by their corruption and pursuing of financial gain. The people of Israel had literally turned their backs on God. Maybe there was nothing left for them except to expect God's judgment. And for much of what we read in Isaiah chapter 1, it sounds like that's exactly what God is preparing the people for. The part that we read is a lot about sacrifices, all the sacrifices that the people of Judah continued to bring. But as they brought those sacrifices, they were empty. Later in his prophecy, God says this through Isaiah, These people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That was the situation in and among the people of Judah. God goes so far as to finally simply say this, your hands are full of blood. That's the picture, the stained, the stained with sin nature of not just the people of Judah, but of all people. And so God says to his people, you need to wash and be clean. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But it brings to mind how many times maybe some of you have gone to the sink to get Hands clean when they've been dirty. Maybe you've been planting something or digging in the dirt. Maybe it's some grease from working on your car or something. And how many times you have to wash your hands to get rid of that dirt. And then maybe you even get a little dirt under your fingernails that has to be eliminated. It's hard, isn't it? There are times when our hands are so dirty that getting them clean is quite a long process. I suppose... We could take the metaphor even further. That's our hands as we stand before God too, isn't it? Hands that are stained, God could say to us, and, and not just hands, but hearts and minds and mouths. We know that we've fallen far short of the glory of God. We know that we can't stand before God washed or cleaned on our own. We're stained with sin. This is what makes God's promise all the more amazing. When we know how we stand before God on our own and then listen to what God has to say in his word, we marvel at his grace. Listen again to the words of verse 18. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. It's almost amazing to hear those words. It's an amazing invite from God. He's just cataloged all the sins of the people of Judah, really demonstrating that what they had earned for themselves was punishment, judgment from God. But instead, God's words are completely unexpected, completely reflecting the love that God has for every single person, his mercy. You see, it isn't that the people of Judah asked for this, it was certainly unearned, and yet God simply comes and says, let's settle the matter. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to be the one who changes your scarlet sins into whiteness, holiness, purity. Isn't that beyond reason? That a holy God would do that? That a holy God, instead of coming in judgment against the people who had sinned against him, would reverse that judgment and say, I'm going to make you clean. I'm going to make you white. I'm going to make you pure. It's interesting that 
the reds that Isaiah's prophecy chooses. See, I'm going to guess that like many of you in, your, in my closet at home, like yours, are some things that are made of cardinal red and white. Yes, we do live in Madison, and that's the Badger's official colors, cardinal red and white. It's, it's a neat red for sure. But it's not as deep a red as crimson or scarlet. And the point of God referring to our sins in those deep reds is to demonstrate just how stained with sin we truly are. And it makes it all the more amazing that God could take that stain and turn it white. White through the sacrifice that his son makes. White because we're washed in Christ our Savior. Maybe we could think of God's forgiveness and do think of God's forgiveness sometimes as sort of like a pardon or amnesty. And that's not a, a terrible picture, but, but it goes so much further. It's not that God just looked the other way and said, I guess I won't count your sins against you. God actually sees you and me as if our sins never happened. Because a price was paid. Jesus took those sins, yours and mine, to a cross with him. And they're one forgiveness for all of them. I do like the picture of, of snow and this covering that snow gives, making everything white and beautiful, but it doesn't quite get the whole way. Because God didn't simply cover over our sins, he eliminated them. Your sins are gone. That's why you know you can stand before God holy and righteous and blameless because Jesus already took your sins to the cross. And he rose from the dead to guarantee that payment was made. Maybe it's a little fun to imagine what these words would have sounded like to the people of Judah. After hearing God thunder away about all of their sins and knowing that there was going to be difficult days ahead for them, to hear God's promise that scarlet sins, crimson sins were going to be made white, white as snow and wool, must have been amazing for them to hear. But then we're no strangers to that message either, are we? We need to hear it just as much as the people of Judah did. And it sounds just as sweet to our ears as it did to theirs. Because we recognize the stain of our own sin. We recognize that there's nothing that we can bring to God to eliminate that stain, but that God says to us, come, come, let's settle the matter. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. That's God's promise to you. And you know how he carried it out through a stained cross of Jesus. Stained, interestingly enough, with Jesus' red blood. It's the red blood of Jesus that makes our sins white, gone, eliminated by Christ our Savior. And it's not just to stand before God and live a life in this world that God has done this. This sacrifice that Jesus made brings you and me eternal blessings. Blessings of, of being with our Lord forever without having anything stand between us and God because Jesus took it all away. God considers you, through Jesus, pure and holy, white as snow. It's that very picture that King David used in his penitential psalm, Psalm 51, when he wrote this, Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. That's God's gift to you through Jesus. 
Sins that are completely washed away and that you stand before him white as snow. A couple things for you to take home with you from our message today. Number one, no human effort can erase the stain of sin. Later in his prophecy, Isaiah would write this, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. There's nothing we can bring to God. But look at what God did. Number two, Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself to make us clean. Again, through the prophet Isaiah, we read this. He, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Finally, number three, through Jesus, God sees us white as snow because he has declared us not guilty. To the Ephesians, the Apostle Paul wrote this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast. Last weekend, I had a chance to go with my family to the Fireside Theater in Fort Atkinson to see the production of White Christmas, the musical version. And I bet most of you at least are aware of the movie White Christmas, made into a musical. And even if you've never heard of the movie or the show, I'm pretty sure that if I asked you to sing it this morning, you could sing the song White Christmas for me, right? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, Bing Crosby crooned the Irving Berlin lyrics. And I suppose maybe some of you like a white Christmas, want to make sure there's beautiful snow on the ground because it makes you think back to the days when there was snow every Christmas. So maybe you are dreaming of a white Christmas this year. But here's what the promise God makes through Isaiah guarantees you. Every day, every Christmas and every other day, you are white. White, purity, holiness, righteousness through your Savior Jesus who took your place and eliminated the stain of your sin so that you will live with him forever. Here's the best part. It's not a dream. It's reality. It's reality in our Savior Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.